white, tall or small, boy or girl, brown, pink or black or white. And welcome to Barn Banter with Cowboy Andy, the podcast for children's musicians by a children's musician. That's me. And today we are going to talk about collaboration. It sounds kind of like a Sesame Street theme, collaboration. Isn't there a collaboration song? There should be. Maybe we can make up a collaboration song. <gasps> I have an idea. I should get somebody who's really good at collaboration to come on Barn Banter and chat with me about that. And maybe together, by the end of the episode, we could write a collaboration song. I just thought of that. That's a really good idea. Let's do that. I know who we should talk to. We should talk to Mr. Cookie Jar. Because of anybody in the industry who I've been following for the past few years, Mr. Cookie Jar is one of the greatest collaborators. The range of folks that he works with, the styles that he lays down, and the success of his singles, I mean, it's really impressive. And so it is my absolute pleasure to introduce my new friend, Mr. Cookie Jar. Hello, Mr. Cookie Jar. How you doing? I'm great. How you doing, Andy? I'm Thank doing you so fine. much for having me. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> you're in uh, Montana. I'm, I'm in, in LA. Oh yeah, you're in LA. <laughs> Boy, we're 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 quite a ways apart on that one today. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It, it's pretty cool technology. We could be in the same the same uh, headspace at once. <laughs> oh man, and you're doing my job for me because. I'm totally curious about collaboration, and I suspect that you have. Uh, I've I've listened to a lot of the work that you've done, the singles and the albums that you've put out, and when you collaborate with other artists. And we're going to get into this in a little bit, but I suspect that technology and just like this podcast, not being face to face and yet still working together, is a big part of what you do. Yes, that is very true. That is very true. First of all, thank you for all the kind words you know, about the music and, and the collaborating. But yeah, this is, uh, that is a, a lot of what I do. I got my start playing at a hospital before I did children's music. And I, you know, I, I play a lot of covers. There'd be musicians that would roll through from all over the place just to visit the residents there. I would just hop on, you know, I'd noodle with the guitar or something, or I'd sing along. And I really enjoyed just kind of working with random artists I guess that that's always been my specialty to like meld in with whoever is uh, the guest. I get, I just continued doing it as I created music. When I found the kindy world, I, I was like, wow, there's so many talented musicians, so many cool voices. I just, you know, I wanted to kind of connect with as many people as I could. And that's, that's one of the best ways I can to connect is, is to kind of create is creation. And, and it, I, I, it's hard to connect with people normally in like real life, but uh, when you have kind of like a, a song to work on together, it's like your little baby together. Even if, if, even if you've never met anyone mm-hmm. or even if you never met the person in real life, you have this, this song and it's kind of your way of having some sort of communication and connection. And I don't know, that's why I do it. Tell me a little bit more about the work that you were doing in the hospitals. Was that through an organization or was it just volunteer work or what was that about? So I, I was living in LA. I graduated uh, from grad school. I was kind of like, what do I do now? So I started working at a hospital as an activity leader, you know, which, which basically means uh, handing out coffee and cookies and just making sure residents at this, at a, this particular facility were entertained and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I play guitar and I sing. And so I would, I would bring my guitar and sing every day just uh you know that was kind of my thing and then i kind of made it like more of my job to be you know more of a kind of like a a strolling minstrel type just going room to room singing songs for people eventually i met my the future mrs cookie jar there mm-hmm. and she was uh she was a a daughter of one of the residents we i don't know we were just friends for a while and then eventually we became a thing <laughs> <laughs> Her, her mother, incidentally, um, was the creator of, of one of the songs, uh, one of my theme songs called The Love Bubble. I don't know, she helped kind of create like this, uh, this identity for, for myself as Mr. Cookie Jar. She just told me, hey, I got these two grandkids that I want to protect with love, but I'm, I'm in this bed, I'm paralyzed, and I can't, I can't go out and protect them myself, so I need you to kind of write a song i want you to call it the love bubble and it's going to be about an imaginary force field 
built on love. Uh, the more love you give it, the bigger it gets, the stronger it gets. And it's, it's that force field that will protect my, my two grandkids who were six and three at the time and kind of just go without them or go with them throughout the world, wherever they go, mm-hmm. wherever they travel. And that'll be her way of, you know, making sure there's always love around them. And so I wrote a song called The Love Bubble. And it was it was basically the first Mr. Cookie Jar song before I was even a Mr. Cookie Jar. I wrote a lot of all the songs ever since have kind of been connected to the love bubble. And that was the first song that got picked up on uh, Sirius XM radio for myself on Kids Place Live. I don't know that it, it kind of kicked it all off. And it's my favorite song that I've ever written. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the one that just kind of like leads the way. Uh, but I owe that all to. Uh, Mrs. Cookie Jar's mother, oh. <laughs> who who is still at the hospital as we speak today. Mm-hmm. I don't work there anymore, but yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Wow, isn't it crazy? I, everyone has everyone has their own origin story. As I talk to different professionals in the field, everybody has their own their own path. The thing that kind of turns them into uh, a musician, and then and then leads them sometimes by the nose sometimes with a kick in the pants because they didn't realize they were heading in that direction, you know, to, to be a children's music performer. And you, I was looking at your, uh, your tour, your calendar. I went to your website and your blog and stuff to, to, to see the dates that you were playing and you are a very busy performer. Oh yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. I, I try to keep busy. Um, and LA is 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 uh, full of a lot of opportunities, so I, I'm lucky for that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I haven't been traveling as much as I had in the past. Uh, back when the when the so my kids now they're they're 18 and 15, uh, but back in the day they used to be in the group. They were the chocolate chips back when they were six and three, oh. and I used to tour more with them. Like even like. You know, across the country, we played the Lollapalooza, the Smithsonian. We played here at the Getty, and you know, various places, uh, uh, aquariums. You know, uh, uh, across the country, but I, it's been fun. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and I've got you know, we got to see the country with with the kids. Oh. But nowadays, now that they're older, they're doing their own thing, and I'm just doing my thing here in LA. But I still keep busy. I do bookstores children's museums and a lot of private events, birthday parties, a lot of birthday parties. Mm. I really love to do it. I think, uh, I, I just can't imagine not doing it. So I just keep it going. Uh, and it's been about like 10 plus years by now. I just kind of like, it's like breathing, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Wow. Yeah. And I, I've gotten better at it. I've gotten better clothes too. Over the years. <laughs> I, I'm better dressed. I owe it all. I owe it all to Mrs. Cookie Jar. You dialed in the style. You got style. I, I have. Yeah. I have. It, it started out uh, a little wonky, but I'm better. I'm, it's good now. <laughs> I, mean, I have to. I might have to have you on another podcast, maybe a panel discussion talking about birthday parties because I've never played. I've never performed at birthday parties, but I know that a lot of children's musicians do. I mean, there's the library gigs, the school gigs, birthday parties. There's all these different, very specific venues that performers go for. I'm mostly just a stage performer. We do, we'll have, you know, that's, that's, we're totally interactive, but it's almost always, you know, from a, from a specific stage. So I may have to, I may have to have you sneak in at some point to chat about Oh birthday sure, parties. I'll have a lot to say. I love birthday parties. <laughs> right on. There, I, I used to think they were awkward, uh-huh. uh, you know, in the beginning because you just kind of go into someone's home and you're like, you don't know anybody, <laughs> and you're like, oh, here's my songs. <laughs> but I don't know. I've gotten a lot more comfortable, a lot more uh, just confident with it. Uh, yeah, I just I love it. Right it's my favorite thing. You just get in there, you rock out. And then you bounce. <laughs> you get the kids riled up, and then you bounce. You get some cake. cake to go. They give you cake. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you're just like I'm here for the party. Like, I'm taking some you know, pizza early and morning cake. party. Taking a juice box. Yeah, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely juice boxes here in LA. We uh, yeah, we get some pizza, but usually it's like a it's tacos. Oh, everyone's got a taco truck here in LA. Oh man, like they or they bring the taco truck guy. You know, I would totally he, do birthday parties if I knew there was a taco truck. <laughs> oh man, I'm yeah, missing out. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> but today, yeah, LA is the place. LA, well, yeah, yeah. LA is the place. Uh, but today, <laughs> I want to talk to you about collaboration because I've heard your singles that are, you release on your own, like Serotonin is like a, a fantastic song. You have just such, you have a really great um, positive energy and you have really good production too. The overall quality of the singles and albums that you release, have, they just sound good. Just to the ear, they sound they sound good. And then when you do your collaboration, it's like you're still at that same high level of production. So I kind of want to geek out a little bit on the technology that you use for collaboration. I want to hear a little bit about the process when you either approach another artist like... Uh, uh, 23 Skidoo or KB Worley or Lucky Diaz or, or the Lucky Band, I guess, and um, or Father Goose. I mean, you've worked with a wide range of folks producing some really great material. And so why don't we start with how does that usually begin? How does the, where does the project, the single begin when it starts to, when it, when it comes to you? Generally, uh, it starts with an email. <laughs> uh-huh. Either, either I have a song like in mind for someone or uh or they just kind of like hit me up and then we kind of just shoot ideas and until we kind of come up with like a little seed but like a lot of times you know like they're they're only they're like a handful of rappers in in the in the scene uh uncle docs skidoo myself uh and and there's there's definitely there's definitely more but um uh but we're we're kind of it's easier for us to collab because we could kind of just like just throw verse like in any song and it's like oh we we mixed it up you know what I'm saying so I, I'm glad like or I mean it it's good I could like rap so that like helps um, so um, but yeah I don't know uh, it, it starts off like a lot of times with like a hook really and then okay. if you have a hook we'd be like oh let's turn this into like a, a song and then um, I don't know. Or yeah, or like if, if there if there's kind of like already a song kind of like mapped out, I could kind of like remix it, like put like a beat to it or whatnot, or um, you know whatever style we throw on. Um, yeah, so I guess um, I I I have production skills and I could play like a bunch of different instruments, and I like to do like pretty much like just jump jump around with like genres. You know, I don't even think about like genres. Sometimes I just kind of like do what kind of comes naturally just cause I like so much different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's exciting. Cause, and then we try to, whoever I'm collaborating with, we just try to like, uh, let each other shine in our own, in our own way, you know, cause everyone mm-hmm. brings something, uh, unique to the table. Uh, I know kind of meandering. I don't know if I answered the question. What was the original question? <laughs> it was, what was your favorite color? But that uh, yeah. was a really, that was a really nice answer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Plaid. It? Plaid. Plaid. There you go. Plaid. Purple plaid. Okay. So let's look at it this way. I hear what you're saying and I'm following you. And I think that that was, that, no, that was cool. Uh, let's look at, um, let's look at a specific example and maybe you can, we can talk about it like that. So, uh, Andrew and Polly, they're in LA performers, podcasters, you know, they're just this dynamic duo down there. And you worked with them on several things. One thing was like dancing pants, dancing pants. Yes. Um, how did that, so, so just walk me through real quick. Well, what was that production cycle like? Okay. Well, dancing pants was, I mean, first of all, they're like, Andrew and Polly are probably like my top, like top two favorite human beings. <laughs> oh, cool. Top two or top, we'll say top top 10 for sure (laughs) i love those guys i love those guys but um yeah they um well that song was pretty much all already mapped out like they already kind of like like had that song already recorded um they're they're amazing producers like definitely like best in the biz and um they just were like i i think i even i think i heard the song they were just kind of playing some songs they had and I was in their studio, like working on some other track with them. And I was like, I want to get on this song. And they were like, mm-hmm. they were like, Hmm, well, let's see what you got. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, okay, I'll come up with something. And then the next day I wrote, I, I, I just tried to write like the best thing I could like think of because I was like, this song's so good. <laughs> and, and like, luckily they like, 
they, they were into it. <laughs> but and then, nice. and, and then we added, I think we added horns like afterwards and just kind of like added a, a few few layers after that. That usually isn't the case with, with like collaborations I do, but they're yeah. But with with they're they're just so they they're so good. I'm just lucky to like be working with them. We'll move on then to lucky when you did the work on Magic Believers. Oh um, yes, one of my so favorite how did that songs. Work? Um, yeah. Oh yeah, L- Lucky and Alicia. They're like they're like top two human beings. Like I know. Like they're awesome. <laughs> um, they're they're also LA people, so they they hit me up because th- they knew I was from LA, and they they were making that uh, that their album about LA, made in LA. Like we we they were just like LA artists here, kindy artists. We need to kind of form a community, and so that was like the uh, the driving force with the record. And so Magic Believers, I just went over to their house and and we were like, let's write something, you know. That one was like a real collab because we started from scratch and we were kind of just throwing out ideas. And, and I think we really started get started to get going with it. Uh, we had like, uh, I think it was the chord progression with that one. I think I, I came up with, I think it was me, Lucky, I'm not really sure. But I think I came up with the uh, the main chord progression, which is like a basic like pop progression. Like uh, I think uh, like Green Day's um, When I Come Around and like like U2's with or without you. I don't know those chords. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I-, I could play it on guitar or whatever, but like, I don't know what you call it, but we, you know, that was it. And then we were, we were like, okay, let's go with this. We'll try and do like an awesome song with that. And then like, I think lucky just kind of like wrote the hook wrote. He just kind of wrote basically the song like together. And he was like, Oh, what about this? You like that? And I was like, yeah, he was like, uh, I don't like it. I'm going to try this. And <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> And like he, he had like a, a cool organ, like a, like a, that he was, he was uh, recording with and he just, he, it was all on like uh iPhone voice memo. Yeah. He just, he kind of had it all mapped out and I kind of took it home with me. I wrote like my raps and then over time I was traveling. So I did, I did like the rest of it kind of like I was in Pittsburgh for, for a moment there and I, I recorded my raps there and I, I put like a beat to it. And I kept sending it back and forth to, to Lucky. And he was like, I love it. You know, oh, you could do something better here. But like, or I, I want to I change the order, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And eventually we had like a nice little piece of work, a little a little thing that was kind of like, oh, this is good. Whatever this is, is good. And then he had the whole album produced by Dean Jones. So we gave it to him. The great Dean Jones. Legendary the great Dean, Dean Jones. Jones. Yes. Probably yes. top top one human beings i know and he just made it like and well he fit it with the rest of the record like what that would sound and it just you know i feel like he really made it then it was like oh no that there you go that's done that's a good song that's like i don't know what whatever he did to it was like beautiful um mm-hmm. but he put i think he put some like real drums to it and we added like alicia on there there was just some really nice touches that made it sound that I don't know. It just, he put the magic to it. Mm-hmm. He was the magic touch at the, at the very end. So that was a fun collab. I didn't even like meet, I wasn't even with Dean Jones in person with that one, but you know, it, it just kind of all worked together. I can tell you, I interviewed Dean about a week and a half ago for the podcast because, because he's such an amazing producer. So we talked for an hour about what it's like to be, the best producer in children's music, basically. And it was a great conversation. He's a he's a hoot to talk. Oh to. yes, yes, he's I, he he's the best. He's the best. I was lucky to work. I col- I collabed with him on a um. There there was like a kindy mashup thing that Sirius Radio did one like a long time ago with uh like in, in conjunction with Kindy Fest, and they kind of they paired me up with Dean Jones, and mm. at, at the time I didn't even really like know who i mean i knew who he was but i didn't really like do any deep dives so but they were like oh you're lucky you're luckier with dean jones all all these people were telling me i was like really (laughs) and then i did a deep dive i was like oh my gosh i'm so lucky (laughs) but yeah so he kind of remixed like he performed one of my songs live on the air and i performed one of his songs live on the air it was cool oh wow he i i just i did just another finger his song just another finger and he 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 did like a piano thing to my song lover not a fighter 
Oh, wow. oh, it was so much fun. And, and it was great to be able to email with him and kind of like work on some songs for like a couple months uh-huh. and then meet him live. Yeah. He's a great person. He's really cool. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple things in that, uh, in that discussion about sending files back and forth. And this is part of the collaboration thing. Cause I've tried, I've, I've worked on a couple collaborations. I actually was kind of working on one with uh, uncle docs and I'm so green. Like I don't even know how to do this collaboration thing. So he sent me a file and I was like, Oh man, I don't know what to do. I don't know what they want. I mean, we talked about it, we figured it out, but then there's the, the actual process of, okay, I record in pro tools in my little home studio. I don't know what he works on. So you have to figure out how to get this, these digital files back and forth. How do you go about doing that? Dropbox helps and or whatever kind of, uh, whatever, you know, there's other like Google drive. So, and I use logic pro, um, mm-hmm. and I, I guess for years I, I used acid pro and like sound sound forge, but then I switched over to like MacBook in the past couple years. Logic, logic pro is nice, but I don't know. You send, try to keep them like wave files. I don't know if we're getting too technical. No, but, no, um, not at all. No, I think that's kind of what I want to, I want to hear a little bit more of the, of the specifics on the back end, as far as how okay. you end up with a quality product with a good process, basically. Okay. Wave files are like 44, 100. I don't, I don't even know. I'm like, the settings are 44, 100. And, uh, like, you know, the higher bit is supposed to be the higher quality, but I just keep it like 16 bit, which is like kind of standard, like CD quality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just wave files or AIF. It's like the same kind of thing, but you know, I mean, honestly, if you just sent me like an MP3 or like you just recorded it on your phone, I'm like, I could kind of like work with anything to kind of make it sound good. As long as everything else that supports it is like higher quality. So yeah. I, yeah, we send wave files like back and forth with like Dropbox or whatever. And then I just plug it into like my DAW, as they say, a digital audio workstation. And, mm-hmm. and then the next process would be to, you know, you mix it down, you send it to, to whoever you're working with. And they'll say, oh, you say you get like feedback from them. Oh, turn up the kick here, you know, blah, blah, blah. The vocals sound a little tinny. You EQ that, you know, that's kind of like a general like process. So when you're on the road, you were in Pittsburgh and you were recording, did you go into a studio or were you just doing that straight to your laptop? That was straight into the laptop. I mean, actually, I don't, yeah, I don't have a studio. Like sometimes my car is my studio because <laughs> it's like super soundproof and like there are no dogs like running around the house. Like, uh, you know, there are no dogs oh. running around the car, you know, cars, so, are, cars actually have a really good sound. You have, uh, you have some interesting re- reflective space on the inside of the windows and then a lot of upholstery usually to kind of, you know, cut down the reverb. I think cars are a perfect totally. option. If yeah. you need, you know, if you need a pinch, it's like, well, this is, this is as good as anything. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would say so. The only thing is power might be an issue. <laughs> Ooh, well, that's but, um, <laughs> <laughs> what sort of a mic do you use then? If you're, if you know, you're going to be traveling. I use a sure. What is it? Beta. It's a condenser mic. It's a handheld condenser mic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like a beta 87 or something like that. That's what I use at home too. Like actually I have like like a more quote unquote, like serious condenser mic, but it's just hard. It's just kind of more of a pain to like bring out because then I need like a stand with it. And it's just easier. Like I like the handheld because it's quick and um, I don't know. I could just make it sound good with uh, like, if you use just like compression, mm-hmm. the key to getting like good vocals is the uh, using like the volume envelope or just like, I don't know, just getting really detailed with every little piece. Like if this, if there's a part that kind of just doesn't sound that like loud, you just got to like take that little piece and make it like louder, you know, just like Mm -hmm. it's all in the details. Yeah. It's a lot of editing at the end to go through, you know, measure by measure, beat by beat and make sure that they're kind of hitting where you want, I suppose. I think in the beginning, like when I first started, I was kind of, you know, I'd be like, but it just sounds like crap. Like, ah, then you, I, I guess if you realize, like, if you just take it like little by little, like if, if you could just like work on just this measure, if you can get this measure sounding like awesome, then like 
like what you know you definitely could get the next measure sounding awesome and then you just gotta and then eventually you build confidence like okay i could get this to sound good and then and you just kind of go from there so when we're talking about collaboration and that technical aspect of it that's one of the things that i feel maybe a little bit of of uh, self-conscious about is oh God, in what i what i'm sharing not not creatively is it good because it's like well if i like the part that i'm you know, contributing, then I'm, I'm going to do the best that I can there. But it's that quality side. Like, well, is this even going to fit into the sonic quality that they're looking for from a production standpoint? Or is it just going to not fit and sound out of place? And you, I guess you kind of have to trust the producer on the other end to take care of that, to, to fix that in the mix. Yeah, I'd say that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because whoever you're working with, they're going to bring something entirely new and unexpected and and you want that and i guess it's up to the producer to kind of like let whatever part that is unique like shine but then like add their thing to kind of make it fit in at this you know at the same time like artistically mm-hmm. so if i don't know i guess if you're worried of if if you have a like a worry like oh this might like stick out too much like like whatever that part that is sticking out could be like really great you know that could be that one thing that makes it like unique you know so just go with it <laughs> so just go just with go it, with it. <laughs> yeah i i guess so although yeah i'm sure there's some producers would be like nah that's not gonna work for me <laughs> <laughs> let's get we're gonna fix this part uh find somebody else uh so the collaboration <laughs> that we've talked about so far dancing pants with uh, andrew and polly you heard it and you're like, oh, I want to be a part of that. It's theirs, it's theirs to the their song that they worked with. And then kind of the same with Magic Believers with you and Lucky, the Lucky Band, where you're that seemed like it was a true collaboration right out of the gate. They were kind of handling production, but as far as the writing of it and getting it started, that was a very collaborative thing. How did it work with um, Father Goose music on Free Bubbles? Oh, that one that one was kind of like uh well, Father Goose was is a huge uh, inspiration for me, especially when I started out. Like that, the, the Dan Zanes record, uh, uh, "Catch That Train," mm-hmm. like that was one of the first records as like a uh, as just like a parent that I listened to uh, that like Kindy records, I guess you could say. And that was before I got into children's music. I was like, what is this guy doing? This is amazing. I love this music. My Mrs. Cookie Jar turned me on to it. Father Goose was like my favorite part of the record because I, you know, I love reggae. And when he comes on in that record, I'm like, who is this guy? This is the best. You know, it would just make me so happy. I've always wanted to work with Father Goose, uh, especially when I jumped in. I was like, okay, like I, I modeled like, my, my, my look with like Dan Zane, cause he, he would always have mm-hmm. cool outfits and I was like, I want to be cool. I want to wear cool outfits just like Dan Zane. And like, and I loved how he always, he kind of did always had collaboration, uh, collaborators on his, oh, yeah. on his records and, and had like guest stars and stuff. And then, and you know, and then when it was father goose's turn, it was like, ah, oh, now we're going to have a real party. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so I don't know. So early on I, I was like, like and the reggae thing with uh with Father Goose, like I just love that. Like that love bubble is like reggae. Like you know, I love reggae. That's like I'm like I'm Filipino, you know. Like so, like I have like some mm-hmm. island in me. So I, I mm-hmm. guess that's what it is, you know. Cut to like probably like ten years later, or I kind of like got to make a name for myself in the kids' music industry. So um, he actually Father Goose hit me up and was like. Yo, Cookie, when are we collabing? I was like, right now. Oh, man. <laughs> that must have been a fun moment. That was awesome. I was like, you know, I, I guess I was just kind of like, I, yeah, I was I was floored because I knew I always wanted to work with them. But um, I, I love how I love like when that happened. So I I think it was I think later that day I was like, I'll come up with something. And I think I just recorded something like right then. And it was like. So this is what I come up with, you know, mm-hmm. and like, he was like, all right, let's do it. I don't know. He was really easy to work with. He was just kind of like, he, he's, he's a hard worker, you know, what do you need? What do you need to buy? Okay. Wow. Here it is. <laughs> I had like all, like all the song, like pretty much mapped out. And I think I had, did I have my parts recorded? I had like the hook or something. And then he just recorded like a couple verses. And then I kind of 
did my thing to it to kind of like fill it all out. I think he actually, he might've, we, we did like two takes for him, him. It was like, it like we had, we had a whole, we had it all kind of like, I was like, this is good. I like this. And he was like, you know, let me do it again. I think I could do it better. And then, and then he sent me his final take and I was like, Oh yeah, that is better. Like, I just like, I didn't even think it could get better. He, then he like really did some like, yeah, he just kind of put some like more oomph to it. Oh yeah. It, it's one of my favorite songs for sure. Oh, it's fantastic. And this is different in a way because in this case, you're the producer, you're the writer and you're plugging, he's sending you those wave files to drop in. Did he have much sway or influence over the composition or did he just do vocals or did he include anything else besides that? He did, uh, he, he did his raps and then I asked him to do some like, I'm like, Hey, can you sing this part? The, the Hey, 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 mm-hmm. and do, and throw in some ad libs you know, ad libs, we call it like, you know, when you're just like, you know, just like, yeah, at the, you know, for like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. come on now. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. He has the best ad libs. I don't know. <laughs> I love his ad libs. They're like so funny, and they're so fun to hear. Kind of like acapella too. Oh you're yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's got some cool sounds that come out of his mouth. Oh man, um, there's nothing more naked though when you when you create a wave file for for something and you listen back to it with just the vocal, just the raw vocal. It's like oh, that's yeah. That is really intimidating to listen to yourself just like with nothing going on behind you. Be like, yeah, that's the vocal track. Well, let's hope this works. Oh, it's true. It's so true because you're so naked. And, yeah, especially when you're doing stuff like like hooting and hollering. You're just like out of nowhere. If there's people in the house and you have the headphones and you're recording it, they're just kind of like, what, is, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, yahoo! Oh, yeah, totally. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> they're like uh you're all right my family's used to it out. yeah the dog's freaking okay. out my family's <laughs> used to it they're like yeah dad's recording again there he goes <laughs> you know so Is how did cowboy ha- andy cowboy, yeah how did uh how did father goose take it then when you when you sent him the the final mix did you send it to him for approval like hey this is this is where it is we're gonna go with this yeah 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 i say hey what you think you know he's like i like it you know, I don't know. I think he, I think he may, might have uh, showed showed his family, and they were they were into it, and we were just like, "All right, thumbs up, let's we're good to go." Yeah, I usually do that with uh, before I like send it out, or you know, you know, before it's all like you're ready to print. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to make sure everyone's like kind of like happy with it. Oh, is there anything else you could you want to add to it? Make sure there's no like. Now, I love the song, but that lyric I didn't agree with. <laughs> right. You know, that kind of thing. Not that there's usually nothing too controversial with, uh, with, uh, with the stuff we write, but, but yeah, that kind of thing. But that, that, it's good to get everybody on the same page. But I, I also get it too. Like a lot of collabs I do with other people, I'm just delightfully surprised when I, I, oh, it's, oh, it's on the radio already. Oh, oh, I like that. You know, you know, it's all good. <laughs> whatever, whatever, you know, whatever, uh, Whatever works. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's listen to Free Bubbles featuring Father Goose music. Hey, hey, hey. Now when you put Mr. Cookie Jar and Father Goose in the mix, you get a little something, 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 something like this. I may not have the world to give, but melodies I got no trouble. Come on. If you blow me a thousand kisses, then what I got for you, Free Bubbles. Free Bubbles. Free Bubbles. Bubble 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 bubbles, free bubbles, free bubbles, Quality bubbles over quantity, true dab. Quantity to quality bubbles. 
food yet. That's some next level awesomeness. That's how we roll, man. Dropping bubbly, bubble delicious, bubble vocab, bubbleliciously nutritious is making your soul fabulous. So get with it, you got to admit it. When it's all said and done, the word is love. Dig it's it. like Peter Potter, boo, shimmy shimmy, dude. His father goes in on a lot love for you. Mr. Cookie Jar, now it's never too far. Sharing the love all the way to the stars. From shore to shore, from coast to coast. You know how the story goes from California to New York City. Wow, bubbles look so pretty. Free bubbles, hey. free bubbles, Ooh. free bubble, 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 bubble. Free bubbles, free bubbles, free bubble, 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 bubble. Scoop and me and a bottle of bubbles. Take all my lunch money, that's a tip for the trouble. Two plus me, that's love on the double. Free bubbles. Has it ever happened where you're working on a collaboration with somebody? Don't name you don't have to name specific names, probably best if you don't, where it just doesn't work out. The project, for whatever reason, you get into it and it's just like artistic differences or logistics or vision or something like, has it ever not worked out for you where you're like, uh, well, um, maybe next time. Well, yeah, there's been, I mean, there's for all the collabs I've had, I guess there's, there's a bunch of collabs that are kind of like half baked still, you know? Um, but I, I don't know. I think with all of them, I believe in the vision still, it, it's just a matter of time and like, logistics. you know, it's, it's logistics, a lot usually like that's what it comes down to because like you know you, you want the best for everything but it it all just takes time and we don't have like infinite time in in, in this world unfortunately all the collabs they're kind of like my babies so i like i i do like them all and like a lot and i do love them all you know and like sometimes you know mm-hmm. you wish you know oh, i wish that song got picked up on the radio or like I wish this had more of a splash like online or whatever. But, um, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's, it's the process. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, like sometimes you, you, you have the best intentions, but it's just not like ripe ready for it's It's not ripe for the song to come to fruition or whatever the collaboration you want to have happen. It's just kind of like whatever hand you're dealt at the time, you know, sometimes you get lucky sometimes it's like it might just take time. Earlier in 2019, you did a collaboration called Rock This World with Secret Agent 23 Skidoo, Cactus Skidoo. How did that work out? Was that your song you brought to him, he brought to you? Because uh, he's, I don't, I don't think he's in LA. I think he's in Northern California. So yeah, how did that, yeah. how did, how did that collaboration play out? Oh, so that one was, we had an earlier collab on one of his records the perfect quirk we did a song it's called guess what he was like okay if you do this song with me i'll do a song for you you know kind of thing and so this this was like kind of like a um kind of like a, a payback for doing the earlier collab so with rock this world i i pretty much had i kind of like wrote the song had it all recorded and had had skidoo in mind i sent him the track and he kind of i actually i had like a verse already for it but i was like it would be so much more sick if Skidoo was on here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I sent it to him and he, and he just kind of took, he took some time and he just recorded something. And it was like, that's it. It's done. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> Slap it in I and love send it. it out. It's done. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. Skidoo's, Skidoo's, uh, amazing artist. Definitely one of the best in the game for sure. And, uh, so I was like, yeah, I know what you're going to do is good. <laughs> Just do your thing. That's trust. I mean, that's part of the collaboration, I suppose. Yeah. Just having that trust where you can lean into somebody and say, take over and do this part and 
go. Yeah, I, and he's got such a clear like vision artistically, uh, and and I understand like I don't know I understand him on like because we're both like really into like underground hip hop and like I just I just know like kind of where he's going with with a lot of stuff and I was just like I just know he's gonna do something really cool with this. Well, that's always fun. It's always fun to to crayon a little bit outside of your own lines when you're doing a project. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. It's, that's what's the great thing about collabs is like is i don't know because you're always working with other people it's like a, it's always a little bit out of your comfort zone because i mean i like to do stuff alone a lot of times too because like i could be like a hermit and then you kind of like on your own little like love bubble but like you know you gotta let the love bubble grow you gotta like do something that uh put you outside of your comfort zone so you could like learn something. So that's, that's one of the best things about collabs. So kind of shifting from that conversation where you two said, Hey, you work on my album, I'll work on yours. And that's a kind of business relationship. The other part of the collaboration deal is there's financials involved. So again, without getting into do specific details, when you reduce, when you produce these things and they get on kids place live and you know, they get some some traction out there. Do you do you ever enter into a business relationship with the folks you could collaborate with, or or how does that how does that work? Um, I'm basically like, all right, I'll have my people call your people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god, you have people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are your people? Uh, actually, that's me. Yeah, usually everyone in the industry is pretty. It's like we all. I mean, we're all doing do it yourself pretty much so um you know we we kind of put that all out like usually it's good if you do it like like out in front before you start like collaborating but uh in the end of the day you don't know like how much someone's gonna how much like someone else is actually going to contribute to the song until it's done because you know you want to let the art the art kind of like grow at its own um grow naturally so so okay so on like for example if if i were to have a song already like written like recorded and then have someone else kind of come in i might come up to them and be like so this is i'd love to have you on this track you know and if it it, and then i offer them something like you so usually if it's like if they're going to be like a featured artist on my track say i would keep like the master's royalties and we we might split the featured artist royalties, and that's all that's all royalties that you would get through Sound Exchange, and then and then if they write something for it, like we'd split the uh, the you know the the writing and publishing. Mm-hmm. That's that's usually how I do it. Sometimes I'll pay you know we might I might pay someone up front. That could work too if you're like we won't split any royalties, but I'll pay you. Yeah. So you basically it's just for a whatever agreement with them. Yeah. Do you actually have them sign contracts? Do you go through that process? No, no. I mean, maybe I should, but I usually could, you know, I don't know. I usually trust people. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, everyone I'm, I'm like friends with generally. So you kind of like could like vibe it out. I imagine if I was in like big time music industry, definitely would do like where we have like lawyers and stuff. I definitely do contracts. But uh, I don't know with undergrounds like kindy music, it's like, you know, we have, we have email, mm-hmm. you know, that, <laughs> but I, I'm happy to like sign a contract and I totally get it. If someone wants to like have contracts signed and stuff. And I think I've signed contracts before just to make it like legit. And like, I like that too. Cause it's like, it makes it like, like more professional and more like, Oh, you know, we're like, okay, we're really doing this. You know, we're not just like um, messing around, you know, but yeah, I, I appreciate the contracts at the same time, but I like the casualness too. I think some people are uncomfortable uh, addressing that topic when they when they get into these sort of situations. I think there's a, I know that I've, I shouldn't say some people, I should say me. Occasionally, I have a hard time bringing that up, broaching the topic of business when it comes to this idea. It's like, well, if you, you know, what if this actually gets picked up or, you know, to talk about those things well in advance before they become an issue. And the way that you just broke that down, then that starts to make it much more practical, which is just to say, hey, look, so there's a copyright owner. Well, I'm going to own the copyright because I'm publishing it. So that's me. That's that long-term agreement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're a featured performer, so we'll split the performance thing. That's cool. And you're right. That's like the sound exchange side. 
And then on the other side, yeah. on the performance side, the performance royalties and the uh, the writer royalties, that's the BMI ASCAP world, I think. Mm-hmm. That's where like, mm-hmm. okay, so we can you can split those. And they, usually in those things, they're pretty good as far as like even percentage, where you could be like, you know yeah. what, you did like a third of the, of the stuff. So we're going to go, you know, 30% for you, 70% for me, or, you know, 50-50, or kind of figure out how it goes. You mm-hmm. can really break that down to fine percentage points. As far as who gets who gets same with same with sound exchange same with sound exchange you could do that you do that in the uh, in the metadata or whatever. So I have to imagine in situations like where you were working with and again not to be too specific but like where you were working with Andrew and Polly and they already had the song and you came in, then that's like okay so that's theirs and then you get your for featured performer or anything that you write but then your work with Father Goose where that would be flipped where you're like, oh no, this was mine and I'm bringing them in. And so then it's just a matter of, I guess, defining those relationships. Yeah. Usually if I'm, if I'm trying to collaborate with someone I've never collaborated with, I'll try to put that all up front just to kind of, I don't know. Cause if you want to, if you collaborate with someone like you've never collaborated with and you're like asked something, it's nice to know like, well, what's going to happen, you know? Right. Like, well, I'd love to collaborate, but, you know, I don't know. And honestly, I've done every single sort of, everyone's different and there's no real rules. You know, I've done just straight work for hire. I've done just, I've just done collabs where like we just collabed and that was it. Like we didn't even, there was no exchange of anything and like we didn't make any money off of it. It was just fun. (laughs) And especially early on, my favorite thing now is just, or what works, I think, great now is you kind of say, okay, this is what I think might happen. Like when when the song's done, let's like just split it exactly how like we how, we could talk percentages, but like let's just we'll we'll split it exactly what's fair. If you contributed with like the production like a little bit, you could factor that into like some of the masters royalties or something, or or the feature artists. I don't know. There there's just ways. I don't know. There's ways you could do it. Just you know, whatever, like the percentage breakdown will be is just, uh, you just want it to be like exactly what like happened. Right. And so that, you know, you can't really argue with like the truth. Right. So, And then just getting that well-defined. I mean, that's the key is just all of this, any future problem goes away if you've had this discussion and you both, and, and both, you, both sides are in agreement, then it's like, cool, no big deal. And, and just move on from there. Oh, a lot of times people would do, will do like the splits and also do like a work for hire, like combination, like, you know, for the time, like it takes, like, cause say like the song doesn't get picked up, like, you know, you want to get compensated for that time. Like that, I, I've done it like with that, like that way too, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like every, every artist is like different, you know, and, you know, you just try to accommodate. When I see someone like, when I see somebody like you, you're working with a lot of really interesting people in the genre, producing a lot of material. And of anyone in the other than, I mean, there's producers like Dean Jones who, yeah, they work with tons of people, but that's their job as a producer. But on the creative side, uh, you're not a session musician, and you're you're a creative you're a creative performer and a contributor, and so. That was that's what really clued me into uh, wanting to talk to you. Just because when I look through your catalog, it's like wow, this person and that person and this and you and I could we could probably go on. I've I have a list of like ten or twelve of them that you uh, people that you've worked with, but I'm sure it's you know there's tons that I haven't heard of that aren't you know that are not not readily accessible. So your experience, I should say, your experience uh, precedes you, and that's why I I think you you were perfect for this conversation it just definitely taught me a lot and i'm very grateful for you to uh to have spent the time doing it dude oh thanks so much i appreciate it cowboy andy yeah <laughs> and hopefully we'll be catching up in person and oh that reminds me do you want to do a collaboration at some point let's do it man right. let's do let's it let's figure it out i think we could probably do i've got this idea for like uh you know, a uh, classic uh i'm not actually a country western performer but i do like country western music like i'm a cowboy andy but we don't do country music but I like that, like that, dong, 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 dong. Like sons of the uh, the pioneers, you know, writers of the Purple Sage type feel. I think ah, it would be yeah. really fun to mash up that sort of classic uh, feel 
and then juxtapose it with some some rap or hip hop in there, which I'm not good at at all. And so I would need you to take on that half. Oh, cool, cool. I hey, I uh, I I just checked out the uh, the video you did with Uncle Doc. Mm-hmm. Did he do the animation? He did all I the animation on that. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. So that that's a that's a cool collab. Like it was all your song, but he did like the, the artwork. Right. And yeah. The that's Matt Damon magnetized me, and I did. Yeah, I that's did the. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to work with him on a song. He's awesome. He is. Yeah, he's a good one. All right. Well, okay. So we're gonna have to follow up with you on uh, birthday parties, and we'll figure out yes. we'll figure out this. Uh, you know, writers of the Rap and Sage collaboration at some point. Oh, cool. It sounds great. <laughs> Thanks, Cookie. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Andy. What a cool conversation with Mr. Cookie Ja on collaboration. He has done so many cool collaborative projects with folks. And so I kind of think of him as the expert on the topic. And uh, that was awesome. That was really cool. Yay. Thanks, Cookie. <laughs> Thanks, Cookie. And I'm still working on getting that collaboration. I'll share it with the Barn Banter fans. All four of you and my mom. Hi, mom. As soon as I, uh, as soon as we work something up. Okay, so that's it for this time. What else? Um, um, yum, 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 yum. No, I can't think of anything else. All right, so have fun. Be well. Write to me. Tell me your thoughts on collaborations. If you want to be on the barn banter, let me know. If you want to buy me a coffee, let me know. If you want me to change my theme song, too bad. I invested too much money in it as it is, so it's just going to be the way it is. I'm going to go every time. Bye bye. Let's sing a song about how we're all the same. How we all like snacks and cuddles, and we all like playing games. We all like to be hugged and loved, up in our beds at night. Tall or small, boy or girl, brown, pink or black or white. Tucked in our beds at night Tall or small, boy or girl